Captain's Log, Episode 38. This week's episode of the Beer Avengers Podcast is sponsored by Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars, located at 35-11 Ditmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Now open seven days a week with outdoor and indoor dining. Tickets now available for their epic seven-year anniversary party on June 27th. Limited reserved seating available at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. Get your tickets while you can. Enjoy the eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items. At Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars, home bar to yours truly, Captain Porter Brown Stout. In this installment, Captain Huck and Beer Wonder welcome podcaster, uber home brewer, and beer venger to be, Chris Scully, a.k.a. Moondog, a.k.a. You'll have to listen to the end to find out the other, a.k.a. Remember to like, star, and subscribe us whenever that feels appropriate. And send us your emails at thebeervengers@gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you'd just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 38, Left Side of the Moondog. Well, we're the beer, 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 beer vengers, beer, 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 beer vengers, beer, beer, beer. Beer Avengers, we're the Beer Avengers. Welcome to the BeerCast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens, I am Captain Porter Brownstout. Coming to you from an undisclosed location on the west side of Manhattan Town, this is the Pale Male Hophead Huck. And coming to you from an undisclosed location in the County of Kings, it is I, the Beer Wonder! And we are the, the Beer Avengers. That truly was the best one yet. Yeah, yeah I, 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 we don't even need to do it again. I'll just, I'll just, yeah, just cut that one out that and, and yeah. make it, make a button for that one every week. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. We that's are the solid. Beer Avengers. This is the Beer Cast. Uh, Heard by people in, I think, at least 14 states, three countries, and various parts unknown. So if we didn't mention you and you're in one of those parts unknown, let us know because we'd like to know. That would be very exciting. Uh, we got a great uh, show coming up. We have uh, lots of great pours. Uh, but before we get to any of it, I would like to introduce our special guest today. Uh, yes. He is a podcaster in his own right of the, uh, of the, of the, of the podcast Ironweeds. Uh, he's a home brewer, uh, much more committed than any home brewer I've ever I've run, <laughs> run, run, crossed paths with ever. And uh, he's a member. You know, actually, I, I should have said, found out what you do in your band. What's, what do you do? Oh, in I band? play bass. He's the bass player for the band uh, Zombie Giuliani. Please welcome Chris Scully. Yeah. Welcome, Chris. Yeah. Wow, welcome, I feel Chris. so welcome. Thank you so Good. much for uh, having me on. This is an awesome podcast. Oh, thanks, and it's, it's even more awesome uh, with with having you as our guest. Um, yeah, we got it. We got a great show coming up. You're going to learn a little bit more about Chris later. Uh, we're going to talk about our weekend beer. I know there's going to be a few huck ups from last week, but before we do any of this, um, gentlemen, I, I think it's time we get to the pours, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think and so. I am. And honestly, I, I'll be so. honest. I feel like order is restored around here. Having a guest 
just yeah. makes me feel yeah, so I, I'm much very calm. better. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm not, I, I'm, I, I, I feel better since you feel better. Sort of, it's very Thank contagious you. that way. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Well, I, is I, contagious I, a word we should use in a positive way? Are we healing? Is it, we can actually say contagious and eh, good things. I believe yeah. Go- Gotham yeah. is at seventy percent first vaccinations. That's so. right. That's right. There you go. Time to take uh, it back. So I don't. So I can. I can. I'll just. I'll go first then. Oh no, man, Huck. Oh. Have you learned nothing? Man? It went well last week when I did. <laughs> I am aware it went well. I know I had my moment in the spotlight. It was great, but we have a guest. We have a guest. Right. That's fair. He's, so, in fact, so, I think even he's related to you, isn't he? That's right. <laughs> yes. We yes. are blood relations. So oh, don't cool. take advantage of that. Part by, of our by series jumping the line uh, there. Uh, here on the Beer <laughs> Avengers. This will be the uh, the third uh, uh, family member. I do want to. We should make it a regular series, though, because we have a lot of Beer Avengers to be in my family. So, well, uh, then, welcome yeah. to it, Chris. Well, yes. Chris, welcome, I, yeah. yes. If you hadn't already guessed, around here we think it's polite if the guest does the first pour. I mean, it would right. only be polite Sounds that good. way. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you have for us, Chris? What do you, um, what, what do you start out with? So, you know, I'm gonna actually going to start with um, uh, the uh, brewery that is closest to me and closest Ooh. to my heart. Uh, the Troy uh, Division is the name of the, um, the beer from there. But this is from Rare Form, and it's Rare an India Pale Ale. And, yeah, Rare Form in uh, Troy, New York. Um, and yeah, they're super great. I've been like doing barter with them over the years. Like when they first were opening their doors, uh, before they opened their doors, I like rapped on the window and was like, Hey, do you have like an engineer on staff? Like somebody to help you with technical challenges. And, uh, the owner, um, was like, no. Uh, and I was like, all right, I'll do it for beer. So I gave him my number and like, (laughs) as soon as he had some technical issues, I, you know, helped him automate some temperature control loops and that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I've just been drinking rare form as much as I can over the last uh, several years. Very cool. So, do I go ahead and crack it? And oh yes, please do. Yeah, definitely. Very definitely nice crack. Get a pick or two. All right. Now, what uh, what genre is this one? This is an IPA. Um, okay. And this is I. It's it's. Let's hold it up a little bit. More. Can you hold yeah, up just a little higher un- so we can see it? No, oh, just yeah, a little there we high. go. Oh, there oh that's go. great. There see, we go. We want, that's right, that cool. golden color with beautiful head production on that. Excellent. It's a little yep. hazy too. Yeah, a little hazy. So they they typically uh, don't do like a plate filter uh, on their on most of their beers, but they cold crash them. They they got bright tanks and stuff. So they, oh, they, hold they, the hold um, the can up next to the glass so we can see the the the, oh, yeah. the two then, together. Yeah, so it gets you gets you a photo. Oh, that's great. I love nice. the name Troy Division. Nice. It's great. Troy Division. Yeah. And so, you know, the um the the, the art on the can is based on uh, some art uh, from a Joy Division album. Um right. uh, and this shirt is also based on that art. Oh, I see. oh. It's got, so it's got a bunch of cats. It's got cats. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Full theme going there. Yeah, yeah. Also you got the Joy Division beer. poster in the back. <laughs> wow. Dressing to match your beer. Chris, this is next level. Okay. This is, it this is, is next level. A Speaking of one. next uh, level, who's going to go to the next level with their beer? Well, here? Hawk, you were so excited. And I really just crushed all your dreams, which is why they keep me around. So would you like to go next? Well, this past weekend, you know, the weekend before I went to uh, the uh, birthplace of, uh, mm-hmm. of Chris and myself, Worcester, Mass. Mm-hmm. But this week I went to uh, uh, Cape Cod and... Oh. For the opening uh, of uh, uh, Treehouse Brewing, has opened their Cape Cod Tap House, and ah, you yes. can buy cans there now. And so we did get a few cans. Oh, this is dripping. Condensation. Uh, this is called Hello Cape Cod. 
Hello. And this oh, is God. indeed an IPA as well, a New England style American IPA, uh, 6.7%. So let's take a look. Wow. Also, beautiful can art. Is that meant to be a sunset or a sunrise? Yeah, I believe so. Ah, ah well, there we go. Oh, that's the okay. kind of crack we look for. It's weird because, like, where's the front of the can? You know, it's, oh, yeah, it does look nice, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty, See, there's a person looking off good. into Hello, the distance. Hello, Cape Cod. Uh, we could talk more about that, but I also have the proper glassware. Oh, oh hey, yeah. you Okay, let's take a on look brand again. Oh, oh wow. Oh, definitely. Cool. That's what I'd expect from a from Treehouse, right? Something that's nice and hazy like that. There. It's beautiful. Oh. Almost like a grapefruity color. Yeah. I love Very that. Good. Oh yeah, I can really get that. I'm getting that tropical tropical notes right off the mm-hmm. off the can there too. There's a <laughs> set I'd like to walk into. This is our first treehouse of the show as well. It is. That's well, they're hard to get to. So, There'll be so more to come because I did get a few. Ever. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, I want to see what Beer Wonder has. Mm. All right. Well, today, um, continuing a trend, I do have a sponsored pour. That's right. That's right. A sponsored pour from Astoria uh, Beer and Cheese Ditmarts at 35-11 Ditmarts Boulevard. What do you now, have, Beer Wonder? This one feels overly appropriate to our podcast, um, uh-huh. and I'm very excited. Mm. I- I'm continuing our IPA trend this evening, wow. um, but I have got the Half Acre Brewing Company out of Chicago's Beer Hates Astronauts 2021. So this is a regular series. We'll talk about that later. But the reason right. it's so appropriate is if you take a look at the can art, it is a comic strip. That mm-hmm. is really cool. Uh, and it is a custom one that they that is just for this particular brewing of the beer. So I'll get into more of that, but I, I want to taste it. So I'm going to crack wow. this bad boy open. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to get into that a little bit too, because I hear the um, the whole world is um, of of can art is like very oh, tightly nice. controlled. Oh, yeah, so, oh, yeah sure. we can talk about that. Another wow. uh, hazy control. boy there, it looks like. Yeah, yeah we got pretty a... hazy, beautiful, creamy head. I'm yeah, that looks really this. delicious. Yeah. I, this is not normal for us to have so many IPAs up no. to bat. So, uh, <laughs> well, uh, is, is that I'm also ca- a pie glass? It is. It is a glass with, uh, oh, with, very pie, good. with pie on one side and the numbers oh, nice. on the other. Just trying to keep the nerd cred going, especially for this week's <laughs> it is. It is Beer Wonder's favorite uh, glass, I think. It is, yes. Captain, you're going to break the streak All right. All right. Yeah, I am going to break the cycle. I mean, I know I had my first IPA ever on the show last week. Well, not uh, my first one, but the first show one. Uh, it was thrilling. I had feelings about it. But Go another thing you're going to hear about a little bit later is that the three of us uh, met together at the new Evil Twin in Dumbo last oh. night. Oh, so uh, good. Beautiful. And I brought home with me some nice cans, including this 2021 Brewers Without Borders. Oh, and nice. It's a collaboration. Between uh, Evil Twin and American Solera, Solera, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, let's make sure I have it right there. Yeah, American Solera out of Oklahoma. It is a thirteen percenter, uh, brewed with cinnamon, hazelnut, coffee, and marshmallow. So let's see what this wow. is. Wow! All right. Whoa! This is a Captain Beer right here. Adjunct City. There, there it is. Very fresh. I mean, this just came out a couple weeks ago too. Or yeah. yeah. Uh, this is wow, going to make that story of beer and cheese thing glow, right? Look at that. Wow. Is, yeah. There's a lot of craft mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And, a, and, a, and a nice head, if subtle. Oh, yeah. That is that is Just very gentle. Head there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's there. Oh, I bet that's. So you said this was 13.5%? 13% even. Wow. Don't oversell it, Chris. Really that yeah, sorry. Really is push mm-hmm. it yeah, God. I, <laughs> the next one will be stronger. Didn't mean to like, hop right. up it. <laughs> Gentlemen, cheers. Slanchi. Cheers. Compai. Cheers. Et cetera. Chin chin. Nostrovia. 
Mmm. Let's go. Well, I gotta say, when I don't have, uh, I don't normally have these New England IPAs anymore. They don't, they don't really cut it for me uh, as much these days. But this is good. Yeah. Mmm. Not too sweet. Like sometimes I feel like they're overcloyingly sweet. But this has just got nice tropical aroma, and I'm, I'm gonna need more time. I'm gonna need more time with it. All right. Very good. I'll really come up with what, what I'm drinking here. It's fantastic. I got some chill haze on the glass there. Oh. You know what I did? I took it out of the fridge early. This is oh. something we're trying to do as Americans. We like our beer super cold, but a lot of the recommendations oh, yeah. on these and stouts too is that you're gonna you want it to be at a little bit of a higher temperature when you drink it. So I'm trying to embrace that idea. Is and that I think it's working? So I'm picking up a lot more flavors. Yeah, is that mostly for aroma, or is that like a mouthfeel carbonation thing? It's yeah, it's for all of it. It's your mouthfeel and uh, and the flavor. Like you're supposed to be able to get more. Uh, flavor as the beer warms and that happens with stouts a lot when you especially a big one like like the captain's drinking when you get to the bottom of the glass you're going to continue to pick up different flavors as it warms but of course with a nice uh, with like a 16 ounce can of a nice sippable beer like this you're going to get there so that's part of the journey for me (laughs) stouts are a highway Yeah, this is, this is. I was a little uh, hesitant for a moment when I saw that they, you know, they pointed out that it is sweet, but the sweetness is—it's very subtle. The marshmallow is there, but the chocolate and coffee are there more. So it's mm. like it's—it's it's just it's. And with I mean, I definitely taste the hazelnut as well. But this is a—it's a really nice, robust sipping imperial stout. Excellent, nice. not too sweet, you said. Not too sweet. I mean, the sweetness is there. Don't don't mistake me, but. Uh, but it's not overly so, and I've I've had a lot of a lot of ones uh, recently that do seem to be put, leaning into that a little too hard. So this is this is nice. It's just enough. I def, I feel like yeah, the chocolate, but like a, a rich nut sweetest chocolate. It's almost like a bittersweet chocolate is there a little little stronger there. So it's good, good one. Nice. I I, I don't really know much about American Solera. I know that they are an Oklahoma brewery, which makes that the only the second Oklahoma brewery we've ever featured on the show. The other one being Prairie, because we don't get mm-hmm. we don't get much of their stuff up here. Uh, in fact, the only reason this is here is because it's in a, a collaboration with Evil Twin. I don't know if they've ever distri- distributed to the New York area, but uh, uh, if anyone out there, they're definitely a cool kids brewery. Like I've have heard of them. Uh... Oh, you have okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, if they, anyone, they... any, if we have any listeners in Oklahoma who wants to educate me more, please feel free. Uh, you know how to reach us. Education. That's why we're here. Yeah. Um, well, Chris, I need to know about this Troy brewery that you're drinking from because mm-hmm. I, I have I have visited Troy a few times uh, uh, and did not was not the beer nerd that I am today. So I, I want to hear the, the full story. So, yeah, um, uh, the owner's Kevin Mullen um, and it is a sweet, sweet brewery. Um, I've been, you know, like drinking there since it opened. I think they just went through their fifth year anniversary or eight. I forget. Time oh. is a flat circle. It seems like um, seven is the is the norm these days. <laughs> Every brewery is having their seventh anniversary. But um, yeah, they're really great, and um, the, uh, yeah, they've been producing beer in downtown Troy. Um, Established and, in twenty fourteen, so there you go. Ah, uh, nice. So what, what is that? Eight. Seven. Twenty-one. Seven. Fourteen. Okay. Yeah. It's there like you every go. brewery was born in twenty fourteen. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> very strange. So weird. Um. 
but yeah, uh, super great. Uh, Brew is really consistent. Um, they have, a, during COVID, uh, like they closed their tap room, you know, because everything basically was closing for at least a period where we were living. Um, and uh, they did a can service. So I was mm. mostly drinking this beer, Troy Division, and um, their Mexican style lager confetti pretty much the entirety of like COVID because I was just getting by the case and like they're really good. Uh, it's what I had at my wedding, which I also did uh, during COVID. And um, yeah, like I, you know, was talking to uh, Kevin, wanted to know um, what, you know, like it took to brew and uh, whether or not I could like get involved um, with sort of the uh, bulk pricing for grains when I started to brew. And uh, he was like, yeah, you know, like I'll be able to, to let a couple bags slide off the back of a truck, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. And uh, so I get a lot of my grain through him, uh, which helps, you know, uh, my end goal, which is to uh, reduce the cost of my drinking habit while maintaining and hopefully uh, upping the quality of it for the rest of my life. So I recently, I'm a mechanical uh, electrical engineer uh, by trade, and um, I was fixing this house that I got with my wife. Uh, we had to, you know, fix the really dank basement. So we had like high radon and it was a uh, dirt floor with brick and then like rotting hardwood on top of it. And they used to uh, bake bread down there. It's like this gigantic brick oven that used to be able to, you know, cook a whole town's bread. Wow. <laughs> like it's like it's like 12 feet wide, like 15 feet deep. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, big old long peel kind of operation. Um, but it's been, hasn't been used your, you know, at least probably like 60 years. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, basically needed to redo the basement. So the light at the end of the tunnel was, I was like, I'm going to build myself a brewery just for personal consumption, me and the homies, you know? And, uh, so I went ahead and just got really nice stuff. So I went to spike brewing, which, um, made my fermenter and which is a unit tank and, uh, my, um, three, uh, vessel herm system. Um, and basically just built sort of their version of their turnkey system, but a la carte. And I built my own uh, table with my wife. We uh, taught each other or ourselves how to do stainless steel welding and weld it up. Um, like you do. You know, like you do. And uh, yeah, just got that whole thing going um, only about, let's see, like four months ago. Yeah. Um, and I have now brewed on it uh, six batches. Uh, the last two of which were double batch days. So I brew 30 gallons of what will end up getting kegged uh, in one day. So it's in two batches. And the last one I did was a Doppelbach and a Pilsner, um, which were, oh, sorry, no, a Doppelbach and a Session Ale. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And I also did my first like um, Erlenmeyer flask with a, with a stir kind of thing. Now, a lot um, of breweries because- don't make uh, uh, uh- or don't have the capacity to make a doppelbacher. So you had to lager that for a while? Yeah, yeah, I lagered it. Um, but I n- probably not for as long as it would want to be, but I got pretty close to the final gravity that I was looking for. So I figured it was, you know, good. And I wanted to get the um, uh, the, the fermenter clean. So I went ahead and kegged it. Now it's just, um, uh, you know, keg aging in the basement at like 65 oh, okay. degrees Fahrenheit. All but right. yeah, like lagering, I, you guys probably know more about uh, beer and maybe even brewing than I do. Um, like I, I kind of uh, doubt am, that, but yeah, yeah, I've just been like well, dipping my toes into it. And beer uh, wonder actually, has brewed. He has brewed, but not yeah. on your scale. I have uh, brewed, but I live in an apartment in New York yeah. City. So you <laughs> it must be tough to brew in, in yep. an apartment. 
Beautiful yep. apartment, though. We visited yesterday, and now yes. we get now we know what but that background is, uh, is all about. But yeah, it is a much smaller. Uh, it's a much smaller setup than I'm sure you have. And I will and say, so, I, I, oh, go ahead. No, no. Oh, I, I was just asking, like, what's the scale? Like, do you do like a five gallon carboy or something? Or yes. what's? I mean, it, awesome. well, yes. It's a yeah. It's a tiny little thing, and it's one. Cool. They're all one off situations. So because you know, nice. there's nowhere else to store anything. Um, but <laughs> I, I, knowing this, this brewery is so cool, and it sort of inspired that journey. How is the beer you're mm-hmm. drinking today? Yeah, it's so delicious. Um, you know, I, I, you guys have a uh, really great vocabulary that I'm, I'm, I'm picking up uh, listening to your podcast. <laughs> but, working on it. Uh, yeah, I'm not particularly like sophisticated in my, um, my, like way of describing stuff. Um, so I'll read from the side of the can, which I think is pretty accurate. <laughs> that's, and that's the says, uh, yeah, uh, it says no to our, both her city, uh, to our city and to one of our favorite bands. We brewed this immensely satisfying New England IPA with a medley of American hops along with a dose of wheat and oats. Uh, this unknown mm. pleasure is sure to become a familiar favorite. Um, and it's so a much better like, name for a beer than say beer will tear us apart. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a little too close to true uh, well, in some relationships. Yeah, well, true, um, unknown true. pleasures is the but name I, of the we, album, I, by the way. You, you did mention yeah, yeah, something exactly. that I, there is, the there is there. something I don't want to yada yada past. You said yeah. you had a COVID wedding. What did a COVID wedding look like for you? Well, uh, one well, thing it didn't have was me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so, no, I, so I had been waiting uh, for these kids re- to get married for 20 years or something. And then COVID yeah. comes. Yeah. I had a, um, uh, original guest list that included Michael and Bricken. Um, and, uh, or, or should I say Huck? Huck and Huck Cider and, Girl. Yeah. Huck and Cider yeah. Girl. Yes. Too late okay. Now. Oh uh, yeah, H- Huck and Cider Girl. <laughs> My bad. Don't worry, we'll Brooke. edit that out. Brooke. We won't. <laughs> uh, Brooke, yeah. So Brooke was going to come to my original uh, guest list, but um, I had to pare it down when everyone was dying really fast. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Um, yeah, we ended up uh, put a know, damper finding... on the festivities. Yeah, it will. And so, um, you know, we got uh, married in October, which for everybody involved in the wedding was like the first time we had like seen family since uh-huh. this all probably Christmas probably was like the last time I'd really like traveled to Worcester and like hung out and, and seen my mom and stuff. Mm. Um, and we all tested beforehand and it was only a 18 uh, person wedding, including like the uh like everybody like everybody the, the 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 person officiating it like all the guests all the family 18 people and we all um you know tested in made sure we were all healthy and stuff and then just didn't wear masks and had like a sort of a retreat tiny wedding and uh i gotta say it's pretty sweet way to do it like you know the the downside obviously is i can't party with the extensive awesomeness that is my family as well as my wife's um and now my family because now we're family um but it um it really uh the intimacy of having an 18 person wedding having been to a bunch of really big weddings is just Mm -hmm. totally different like i actually spent a lot of time talking with every single person there like and yeah it was great well then, um, you, you need you need some kind of a do over. You're not you don't have to get married again. You don't have to put anyone. No one has yeah, to sit yeah. through a yeah. ceremony again. You just need. I mean, because I have a. I want to do a family, major party. I've, yeah. I've had some family that has done that before. Like you know, yeah. they wound up doing a destination thing off on some island uh-huh. somewhere. But then when nice. they came back, they had a wedding party uh, closer to home. And so yeah, yeah I, since we're coming out of this, that's that's what you need to do. Is well, maybe it, maybe I'll just do a um, a celebration um, uh, like a big rager. And yeah. we won't yeah, like, cause you know, the, the dress and the, the clothes and the, yeah. the weddings are 
big big things but um yeah throwing a uh, kegger of some homebrew hey so that that's a cheap great. party <laughs> well as they taught me in my pre cana class it's not about the wedding day it's about the marriage yeah in your pre in your pre what pre cana what, what what's is that? that is that like a catholic thing it's a catholic, it is a catholic yeah. thing yeah okay. see you're confirmed i'm the only person in oh, really? like our biological lineage <laughs> as far back as record keeping goes that uh <laughs> didn't actually confirm i tried to on what? behalf of my mom because she wanted to have me confirmed sure, and i went to like one year of like catholic high school but i really hated it Did and you i ended up like yeah, I went to one year at St. John's and then I like tested into this like math and science program that was like two years high school combined into one year. And then your senior year of high school was um, a, a freshman year at WPI. And so I got into that program. And I skipped sophomore year and just like did my co- high school in two years and then went to WPI. And uh, as such, I didn't Good do my you. catechism. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and Somehow. so I had yeah, to nice go to a religion dog. class. Uh. Yeah, but I tried to do it. My uh, the nun was like, "You're not slipping through the cracks," and she was going to make me go to Sunday school, <laughs> yeah, avoiding for, the like, cracks altogether. Like in college, <laughs> wow. and we were like, "Yeah, no, we're we're." Yeah. I've already decided I'm not buying in. So see, ya. yeah. <laughs> um, well, before we get onto more of of, I mean, we're already getting a lot of previews of your origin story, but I do want to hear more about Beer Wonders beer and the whole mm-hmm. origin story of that beer because that's a really oh, yeah. fun thing. Talk about that can well, art yes, too. It is a it is a sponsored pour, so I do want to rep for them. So uh, it's Half Acre. Uh, brewing out of Chicago, Illinois. Um, this one is an IPA. It is a Citra hopped India Pale Ale from the near future. Whoa! What does that mean? We'll all find out together, I think. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it, it's seven point eight percent. So hello, uh, and it's part of a series that they have uh, at the brewery called Beer Hates Astronauts. Um, and this is a series that is based off of the work uh, of a an artist, uh, a local it's an artist. underground who, comic, isn't it? Yes. His name is Ryan Brown. Um, and he does, uh, he does a whole, he's got a whole series of, uh, of comics that are going, but one of them is called God Haste Astronauts. And this is meant to be an homage to that. And so for a number of years, they've produced a very similar beer. They've adjusted elements of it. They changed the yeast a couple of years ago, but this is this year's offering. And uh, he always does the can art for it. So this year he has done one of four different cans, each of which is a different comic strip that you can read. So this is a a weird, like uh, they call it, and now a romantic comedy that you will certainly enjoy. And it's like a fight between two different monsters and they get stuck to each other. And then they go on a lifelong journey together where one of them can't get themselves unstuck and then one of them dies and the last panel is <laughs> the guy's just kind of hanging out bored with his arms oh. sticking out of the there. <laughs> it's oh. pretty spectacular so yeah. this is only one of four so i'm excited about that and i do love the little note at the bottom which is hey wasn't that an extremely funny tale uh from the god hates astronauts universe by ryan brown no fine i just want you to be happy <laughs> and so oh, how's, really how's the beer i mean the beer's actually pretty good um very light very pillowy. Um, they describe it as being strawberries and cream. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting the most strawberries, but I definitely understand how it could go in that direction. I It definitely does have that like fruity IPA thing. It's got a little bit of bitterness. They do mention that this is meant to be a fight against that like intensely bitter hop feel that often comes from IPAs. Um, but for a 7.7.8% 7. 
8% beer. This is going down. It's very drinkable. It's, it's quaffable. Yeah. It's just, that's the way I'm feeling. About this <laughs> it's approachable. Approachable. It wants, it quaffable. would like to be my best like friend. It has already bought me a drink first and we're continuing on this journey together. Plus it gave me good reading material. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's so package. I know it's exactly what you want. It's what you want in a beer. So I'm, I'm quite pleased. And also I'll probably hang on to this can cause it's just, yeah. It's just absolutely adorable. It's really I think cool, I know yeah. what I want to say about this this beer now. Uh, you know that feeling, and Chris, you can relate to this. You know that feeling, that feeling you get when you're on the Cape and the trees begin to get shorter and the sky begins to open up, revealing the majesty of the bay and sandwich, or the ocean along the National Seashore. Oh, of course, I never yeah, forget those feel. feelings. Awesome. Yeah. Do you smell from their website? <laughs> I was just reading you... out the can. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you he, smell... said, he, he warned us two weeks ago he was going to do this. Yeah. I was going to yeah. do this. But actually, to say something about this beer, which is because they have been having a trouble with the Cape, because if you do anything on the Cape and you're going to build something, and especially something as popular as Treehouse, there's going to be a lot of pushback. And so there has been. And yeah. uh, so what they made this Hello Cape Cod is a single IPA brewed with Strata and Citra. Uh, it's an homage to the Cape, uh, but we have made 100% of the revenue be donated to the Sandwich Food Pantry, Animal Rescue League, Woodwell Climate Research Center, Atlantic White Shark Conservancy, Cape Kid Meals Capabilities, which my sister works at, nice. Cape Cod nice. Military Support Foundation, and Hyper Local Oyster Cultivation Fund. Oh, wow. Wow. So that's a lot of it should brew more, more because doing. they currently don't have it on Clearly. sale now <laughs> any of the places <laughs> i don't know why drink it it sounds like but yeah no it's a it's a, it's a really nice beer and a, yeah they should bring that back especially if they're doing 100 percent of the proceeds so that's a really a good faith welcome to the cape and they've already opened for can uh sales and i guess you have to you have to pre-order and for the tap room there's a two drink limit <laughs> you get two beers two drink and limit you, and then you gotta go <laughs> And not not minimum, right? Do you they, can only do they make you two, drink precisely then, two beers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, precisely you can have two beers two and then beers. then you have to leave. Um, you know, it's just they're too popular. You know, and the Cape is just so uh, short of space in general. Mm. And so these parking areas, this place is right on the on the shore, uh, kind of where the canal meets the the uh, the Cape Cod Bay. Uh, is where the brewery is. Uh, and I think they are going to be brewing there, but uh, mainly they're brewing in Charlton, bringing the cans and uh, kegs to to sandwich. But And they also opened a place in Deerfield uh, recently, and they're also making spirits as well. So they did oh. everything during 2000, uh, 2020, I should say. Uh, they've they've uh, expanded their whole operation. They were waiting Good for, for them. Room. Yeah. That's a real Massachusetts uh, institution. Hell yeah. And tasty, you know, they're credited with making their in most circles, they're credited with that first real hazy IPA. Well, There's yeah. Hetty Topper is credited with making the first New England IPA, but they've really been credited with that first first making of the of the one that looks like a juice bomb in the glass. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There you go. All right. I'm done. Captain, any notes? From our, uh... I mean, I, I don't think anything additionally. This is this uh, remains a very good beer. Uh, it, just, uh... Oh, tasting mm. for science. I like it. I, I mean, I guess there is something to the whole notion that the flavors do become richer the closer to room temperature it gets. But I, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I would rather have the variant of the experience than start there because no matter how often we're told that this beer should be drink closer to room temperature. Yeah. I just I I every almost every time I start there every time I go to a bar with like a give it a nice cask ale I I, I drink it and it's like I can taste that this is good I 
but I really wish it were cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't help and myself. And a little more I, carbonated. <laughs> Yes, true. <laughs> that's the other thing. Yeah, when a beer loses its carbonation, I guess I that's feel like a little, little, little like, I'm so into imperial stouts that a lot of the carbonation is so subtle. I don't think about it as much. When yeah, I'm it doesn't matter as much on a big stout yeah. like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I gotta say we're doing like, great for time. Just wanted to put that yeah. in at this point. We, we we always are, but but that must mean that it is time. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Chris, this is your, this is your first time here. Uh, but, uh, you know, since this is a sort of a comic book themed going along with, uh, what we do and what, uh, with beer wonders beer, uh, there's a way this is, you're becoming a beer Avenger tonight and, uh, no one, no one truly can be a beer Avenger without us knowing how they became a beer Avenger so far. So that Mm. means it is time now for your origin story. Origin story. That's right. It's time to find out how you became the beer drinker that you are are today. Um, and uh, here's a little bit of a spoiler. Your your origin story, it's still happening right now. This is the last <gasps> chapter of your origin oh, wow. story being on oh, the wow. show. Uh, but no. uh, Big moment. I used to but, do that uh, origin sure, story I'm, bit live, but we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. We, we had to, we had to yeah. take that away from him. Because, yeah, you well, know. you usually have seen his, the way he worked himself up to get all that reverb in I there. He did that. The yeah, the I, I, there's no effect on that at all. That's, that just got, got that out from him doing it. Um, but yeah, we, uh, I'm sure you're thinking about all the different, different things you think are important. But I, I, the way I, we often like to start this is, uh, do you remember the first time you became your first experiences in any way, positive, negative, in between? Uh, where you first encountered beer and realized it was a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, my dad was a big beer drinker. I mean, nothing like crazy, um, but he had a couple of night and his big thing for a period growing up was uh red dog. I don't know if you guys remember red dog. Um, I think I was... had it in a crossword puzzle recently and I'd never heard of it before. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Red it was dog, made by I... Miller, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it was, yeah. it was, it was yeah. like this. Uh, that one, yes. Yeah, yeah, it was like branded like a red faced bulldog. Yes, um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. and uh, that was probably the first beer that I remember tasting, and I remember just being like, "Well, yeah," because <laughs> you know, I, as a kid, like it, it, even seltzer was like so disgusting. Now that like I have a kegerator, one of the best things about having a kegerator is that I have seltzer on tap, like unlimited supply, yeah, and it's the, the greatest drink like outside of beer that I have regularly. Um, but I hated seltzer back then. I hated beer back then. And I just remember being like, I guess beer's not for me until I was like, uh, you know, late teens, like early twenties. And then I started so like right, um, right around the time you became legal. Yeah. Right around, you know, I, I was pretty straight laced kid. I was, a, I was a big nerd growing up, um, and didn't do any like drinking or smoking or anything until basically college. And, mm. um, uh, a little bit of drinking in the very beginning of college, but like I wanted to make it a thing that I associated with food more than okay. I associated with like partying and like, you know, putting on uh, like armor for social awkwardness. Um, and so I got my dad to like buy me like a, a couple cases of high life. Like when I was going for my, I think it was like my sophomore year. And I was just like, you know, I'm, I, I skipped a bunch of high school. Like I'm still really young, like as a sophomore in college, like I think I was like 19 and I was like, could you just buy me some, some, beer and i'll just keep it in my fridge and like have one a night or something and he was like i'm not gonna regret this am i and then he went ahead and got him for me uh so this and is high life and what what year is this 
this uh let's see so i graduated 2008 three so like 2006 probably okay yeah. all right yeah that was uh, probably 2006 2005 was like when i you know started drinking like so this day. is like right like just before day, like the craft beer stuff started really happening in any serious way mm-hmm. yeah yeah i wasn't a big craft beer head in fact well um, it didn't that's, got, that's what i'm saying it's like back then it was if it, it was it was all miller cores or, or bud or something made by one of those three people <laughs> yeah, there was a couple imports that I had tasted in college that I got really into. Like there was a Doppelbach from um, Spaten called Optimator, which yeah. was like my first like fancy beer. That was like the first beer I was like, oh, wow, that's different. That mm. has a lot of flavor and sort of makes me feel like warm after I drink it. Like yeah. it was like seven and a half percent. And I just remember being like, this is a different experience to beer than I typically have had. And then the other um, beer uh like quality experience was when my brothers, both of them actually, one and then the other, uh, Joe and then Pat, um, got jobs at the Armsby Abbey, mm-hmm. which is a um, brew, uh, not a brew pub. They're just a tap room, but like uh, also restaurant and mm. uh, yeah, really fancy. A little nicer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, you know, like a lot of, you know, polished and stained wood interiors and like, you know, like dark Beautiful shades place. and like, you know, like, like mood lighting. And I would go there. My brother would be like, you drink shit beer, drink this. And he'd put something <laughs> in front of me. And it was always like a rotating thing. That was like um, back then. What was the the big ones that I had? I'm trying to remember like um, pretty, pretty things, I think was, was I, I back recall then. that one. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty things had, right? things. Yeah. They had a baby tree. That was I remember that because it was like a tree okay. with a bunch of babies coming out of it. Yeah, pretty things. That's baby terrifying. tree was one of was one of uh, the 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 first craft breeders, but they were all you know the chalkboard and it, yeah. it has like the, yeah. the the state it came from, the ABV and the price, and then the volume that they're going to serve it to you at. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, this sounds um, very much like Pony. <laughs> yeah, and it was great. That and, That's our and local after, place. after that, like I was like, I'm a snob now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, you're, so it was one of those beers you had for the first time, and you're like, "How is this and Miller High Life the same beverage?" Yeah, yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, I still drink Miller High Life. Like, I became less um, uh, exclusive to think. Well, I was never really exclusive. I could never really afford to be until I could, and at that point, I thought it was gauche. Uh, so I still drink like a lot of, <laughs> like you know, like uh, uh, what do you, what do they call it? Uh, n- macro, macro beers. Macro beers. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah I, you know, like I'm monitoring my macros, trying to make sure I have enough, you know, proteins and, and carbs and, and say, you, um, want, you and Huck might MGDs. get into a fight if you're drinking all those. Look, yeah. I oh yeah. More macros to the show than anyone else. So. Hey, I like them. I, I think I think it's something like bad coffee. It's like a um, it's a real comfort food. <laughs> yeah you know like you have bad coffee and it's just like oh this reminds me of like every time i've been like volunteering at like you know like uh i don't know like anything that like a big work party or something like cleaning up after some like disaster or something the fact that it reminds you of volunteering like warms my heart it just reminds me of like (laughs) buying cart coffee off the streets of new york and oh yeah forgetting to ask for light and sweet which also is a warm cuddly memory of my initial (laughs) entry into new york so i do feel you yeah i remember uh you're talking about your dad being a uh uh, the macro guy, uh, uh, by the way, Red Dog still exists. It's not widely distributed, but oh, really? it still does. Nice. Okay. It's made. But I remember one Christmas Eve that he came bounding in uh, with a case of Gansett, Narragansett. Nice. And that was like when yeah. Narragansett was making its comeback. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and he was like, look what I found. 
<laughs> like it nice. was this discovery from 1975. Like, oh my God, look at this case of Gansett. Now, of course, Gansett's like pretty, uh, pretty widely distributed. Uh, they uh, they sponsored my brother um, uh, as a as a pro skater, and he oh, yeah. made oh, wow. two. Um, if I can, let me see. Yeah, I got one of them right here. He's another one we should have on the show. So that's the uh, Narragansett. Oh, there it burger. is. Yeah. Tasty board right there. Oh my gosh! Very good. <laughs> Sorry if the audio is a little off. No, it's okay. Get up we'll that'll be worth it for the photo. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, it's fun. What, what I I didn't certainly mean to say what I was saying is that sort of you know macro certainly has its place. Lager has oh, yeah. its place, but it's just oh, yeah. funny. Like if you're say if I were to take a Bud Light and compare mm-hmm. it to this, I would say it's how is different. that the same beverage? Yeah. Now, if you, yeah. if you had a Guinness next to it, I could say, well, th- I like this a lot better than Guinness. It's much more complex than Guinness. But I could see how you would say that it's like beer is just such a vast category. Oh, like yeah. All of these things, mm-hmm. all of these completely yeah. different things. This is all beer. I mean, yeah. with, with, even, even with, with wine, it's just like, well, there's red and there's white. And there's other thing that's a little reddish that's a little kind of like white. But really, that's what there is. Yeah. But with beer, it's just all over the fucking place. So yeah, how did we get you... from uh, uh, being a uh, the the uh, becoming the beer snob to yes to building the the basement brewery? Yeah, from oh. from, the, from the the place where you're first discovering <laughs> it. Yeah, what's the what's the connective tissue there? Uh, so you know, I'm I'm a, a DIY or die kind of guy. I got way too much um, uh, hobbies than time. I have too much uh, passion to be able to uh, do a bunch of stuff I'm super, super motivated and interested to do than the ability to actually do it. And uh, beer brewing was something that always appealed to me. And I always like, you know, sort of put it off. So after, you know, I did like aquaponics really intensely for a while. Like that was like pretty much all I did. I did uh, flying FPV drones really intensely. Um, Hmm. I had an electronic business that I did like synthesizer kits online. Um, I... Uh, got really into just regular gardening in in general. Um, uh, started riding motorcycles, et cetera. So like, I knew that I was going to brew, but I knew that it would have to be something that I dedicated a lot of time to. And so list. I want it was on the list. And a bunch of my friends would brew, and I'd like help them out in their kitchens and stuff. But it always just seemed like such a, a problem to not have the right gear. And mm. like, I come from an industrial like manufacturing background. Um, like, okay. I've been working at this company, Ecovative. Um, you know, chronologically for 12 years, like, you know, beginning date to where I'm, I'm now back there, but there was four years that I wasn't there, basically the Trump years. Um, there was like <laughs> an investor, okay. a pullout and like the EPA was <laughs> there. It, that's a whole nother story. But ultimately, like I, um, got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm got to fix this basement. The light at the end of the tunnel is doing something cool in the basement. I'm going to brew some beer and I'm going to make sure that it's going to be, because I knew I was going to have to invest in stuff, right? Like at all. And I was like, well, I'm going to like buy once, cry once and like get really good gear. So I got everything with like tricolor fittings, which I was already familiar with for my process engineering background. And I like did a electronic kit um, at like electric brewing supply. Um, I think that's the name of the website, but they did basically like a, you know, double panel, like, uh, I can run two heating elements at the same time in the HLT and the, um, the, the brew kettle type system. And I built the electrical box from like parts. Um, and then, uh, with kettles just sort of range the, the, um, the, them with, you know, the stainless table I made and then got two unitank fermenters and, Hmm. Basically learned how to brew just through YouTube 
So how many different styles uh, have you brewed so far? Uh, six. Six so far. So, Do yeah. tell. And, mm, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, of the six you've done? What do you think? What do you, what do you happy like as far as both with with how it tasted and like was it exactly what you wanted it to be? Hmm. Those are different categories, I guess. Okay. I guess the one I think Ooh. I nailed the most yeah. was probably um, the Doppelbach. I think okay. I really hit the head on the nail on the head with that one. Mm. I brewed um, that and a session ale with my brother Joe, uh-huh. and um, that was a lot of fun. Just in, in general, like he helped me take the process down from about sixteen hours to twelve hours to do uh, a double batch of 15 gallons each. And um, uh, the Session Ale, uh, I like, I'm most surprised by. Um, It was my own recipe, um, and I based it around some advice I got on a forum. Um, And so instead of doing like a two-row base with like a couple specialty malts, um, I did a lot of um, Munich and um, a lot of like... um, uh, Maris Otter, uh, in there as like the base malts and then, um, did Cascade and Magnum, um, for the hops and didn't dry hop it, but, uh, no, actually that's not true. I did dry hop it, but with, uh, hops that I think were a little stale because they were ones that I grew myself and, um, it didn't properly vacuum seal. So the hop, like the dry hopping is like subtle on that one. Um, and it's a very like malty flavored uh, session ale and it's the lowest ABV I've brewed so far, but I think I'm going to keep going lower. Okay. I sort of oh, like a very light beer that I don't feel the need to like drink a, a seltzer immediately afterward, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, good, yeah, no, as yeah, long yeah. as it has good flavor, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. And also it has a sudsy quality to it that mm-hmm. like heavier beers just don't like it. It goes down really easy. You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. um, but I'm still like learning about carbonation levels and stuff. Um, uh, and that's a whole, a whole nother process. I was talking farming. to Joe about it last week, your brother. And uh, mm. uh, he, I said, well, when's he going to start selling? Uh, when's it going to be in bars and stuff? And he said, that's, well, that's not the, that's not the idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's not the idea I'm going into it with. I mean, who knows, you know, um, Maybe I'll it'll turn my, my passion for brewing into a business someday. Um, but like the minimum size uh, system you need to be able to like pay yourself a living wage is like 300-ish gallons. And because oh, wow. it ends up taking about the same amount of time mm-hmm. um, as, as you would because of all the steps. You know, there's a lot of cleaning. There's a lot of thermodynamics and stuff. And you basically scale your power system for the, mm-hmm. the batch size you're doing. So when you're doing something at like 300 something gallons, like using a lot of heat, you're using usually oh like, God. you know, natural gas or something. Or if you're okay. doing it all electric, you have like a very different power setup than most houses. <laughs> um, uh, to, because, you know, just water holds so much like heat it takes a lot of fucking energy. to. So you boil, need even like, that much even to be like a nano brewery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like even um, brewing like uh, at the 15 gallon um, bottling size. So I'm brewing probably like 20 gallons of like liquid initially, uh-huh. or at least when it's boiling, it's like that high. Um, uh, y- you know, it takes like hours for the water to get up to temperature, like from room temperature. And so it's all about like the the process flow of like brewing is all about trying to keep your parallel paths going. It's sort of like playing like a real time strategy game. Like I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys ever played like Starcraft or like sure, uh, sure, 
you know, command and conquer or something. You have to just get everything lined up with no delays in any of the processes. And then right. you it's have a nice perfect. tight day. Yeah. So you just have to like achieve arc toward perfection of, of, of process control. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and so the, the whole reason I'm brewing is like, I want cheap beer and I want to eventually like not work all the time. Like I'd like to be able to take a year off every couple of years and just yeah. sort of like live and like, you know, maybe do some organizing or activism or some work that I know doesn't pay. And uh, I still want to drink well when I'm doing that. And so I want to like bring the overall cost in terms of like cost to me down. So I went ahead and installed solar panels on the roof, made my brewing electric. And now I've got, you know, a working relationship with a wholesale buyer of grains so I can get my grains real cheap. And um, it really is just a thing about the labor. Because <laughs> right. uh, if I was to pay myself even like a couple bucks an hour or whatever, uh, the cost would very quickly inflate beyond what I'm paying, you know, for a craft beer, uh, getting right. a six pack at a time, you know. Interesting. You could uh, you could uh, contract brew to other home brewers. Yeah, I mean, potentially. <laughs> like rent, the, rent the space. So well, that, that sounds like many people would want to hop in on that. So there's actually no a legislation intended. for that. Like um, you can get, it's called, I forget what it's called, um, but there's special like carve out in the tax code and like brewing um, license sure that you can basically be a brew on demand like system, but it's really weird. They make it so that you can't actually like brew with them. Mm-hmm. You can only answer questions and you have to like pass all these like regulatory things where you, it's got to like, you know, be an OSHA safe workplace. And like, I've got like a steep, like step down. I don't know if I could get grandfathered in because of the, the style of the building I'm in right now, but I'm in a basement. Mm. Um, I wonder if that, and, I wonder what the laws are like that's from state to state, because I know there are some like full on breweries that, are, that do that. I know like when I was, yeah, in Ohio, yeah. I went to a couple of breweries there that were like, would allow you to brew like home brew on premises. And, and, and uh, do they like, are they able to help you? Cause like, that was the thing that surprised me. That I know it was now. like, you, you cannot help the people. Like you just oh, have to like show true. them like how to turn on various things and stuff. But then it's just like, you're not, you're not brewing. You're not I'm, brewing I'm, as a I'm, service. I'm looking, I'm looking for a gracious segue here, but I think uh, Huck's getting a little impatient. I'm just testing oh, Huck, this, <laughs> this is, I, I think I this do, is as gracious as a segue as we need. I do have a new beer. Uh, I, I managed to go to a great brewery in Rhode Island uh, on my way to the Cape. This is called hmm? uh, Tilted Barn Brewing. If you've heard of them, they are pretty well known for their. Uh, and if AZ you can't IPAs. hear Huck that well right now, it's because I think he's holding his beer up to the mic. I'm so sorry. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> Pasture, this is called. This is a farmhouse ale. Oh, lovely. From Tilted Barn Brewing out of Exeter, Rhode Island. And I like I said, they're more known for their hazy IPAs. And Cider Girl picked out this really wonderful glass. Look at that. Wow. Very beautiful. Is that a Moltres? It's a, is that what we call it? It's like a a Pokemon. I think it's a Pokemon. Oh, it's a Pokemon. Well, this is called Milo's Phoenix, Phoenix, which is another. Oh, it's a Phoenix. Uh, Yeah, yeah, there we go. There's the Tilted Barn. I'm just glad. I'm just glad that our first Rhode Island beer is not a Narragansett. I'm glad you're able to find something unique. This is such a nice. Hell yeah! Did you think that we'd have to stoop to that level, Captain? It's all I've ever. It's all I've been able to find myself around here. But yeah, let's. Oh yeah. Rhode Island's got a pre-cracked, a pretty happening scene. So this oh, is very, yeah. I've had one of these already. It's very effervescent, as you can already see. Mm-hmm. In the glass. Yeah, you can see there's a head growing uh, very quickly. But um, it's it's kind of a, almost got a champagne like oh, nice. quality to it. Uh, yeah, uh, it's very sparkling and uh, super effervescent. Nice farmhouse ale. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, I got a little Gorgeous. lemony nose on it. So what makes it a farmhouse? Is it a specific type of yeast or? Yeah, they're usually a farmhouse means it's a, it's it's a made with like a rustic ale. Like it's made with different, uh, uh, it's supposed to be made with ingredients that you find on the farm. That's the original mm-hmm. definition of it. So they can be wide ranging, also known as saisons. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, and they're usually, that. at least in Belgium anyway, they're bottle conditioned. So oh, nice. uh, that's always that extra step in there. So it gives them a little bit more of that funky initial sweetness. Let's see how this one is. This one's really delicious. It's very effervescent, just super refreshing. And yeah, you can see that. This just is the kind of one that's energy. good to keep in the fridge uh, until the last minute. It's just nice. It's, it's so cold. You can see that. Nice and crisp. There. It's very crisp. Yeah, it's almost lagery in that way. Uh, it's super light, even though it's about 5.4%. But yeah. Really, really good beer, yeah, and really nice brewery, beautiful place, and I'm loving this can art. I got a hat too. Where's that hat? Well, and it does seem that the captain may also. I do. I I, I have a second pour, and this is one that I've I've tried to get on the show before, but something always winds up bumping it. I've talked about it, but it's one of my favorite beers of all time, and it I just feel like I had to put it into our archive somewhere. This is the North Coast Old Rasputin. There it is. Mm, Nothing nice. hip or trendy or new about it. It's just one of my favorite beers, and I want to have it here on the show. Just a and, classic. Uh, here we go. Nice. It is a old. It's a Russian Imperial Stout. Oh wow! Yeah, that's, it's funny. They. Uh, that's exactly Rasputin, what you'd expect. Lover of the Russian Queen. <laughs> we talked about this one. Uh, we know our song. While now, back. <laughs> <laughs> because Huck had a North Coast beer a few weeks ago. Yeah, they scrimmed But this is, uh, in fact, uh, one of our one of our guests uh, mentioned he thought that I kind of looked like uh, this picture of uh, of, of Rasputin here. Uh, so I oh hell yeah! Yeah, you just do of, the hand. Do this. Nice. There you go. Yeah. No, yeah. It's a good look. Hell yeah! The other person I look like with this beard is the guy on the Burt's Bees thing. Oh, yes. I didn't realize I it until that. I was wearing a floppy hat one day, and I realized I looked like the Burt's Bees guy. The Burt's Bees you guy. could also do a good Vermin Supreme, who coincidentally we interviewed on our uh, podcast. An Iron Vermin Man. Supreme. He, yeah, so he almost won the Libertarian uh, political primary for president. Right. Um, oh. He he came second place, I believe. Um, I, Texas, I, is that right? Yeah, Joe Jorgensen, like. Yep. Who's heard of her? <laughs> but no, uh, he, he um, he's, a he's he's out of I think uh, New Hampshire maybe. Oh, actually. okay, okay. Um, but yeah, he's this old hippie. He's he's like a huh. you know left uh, anarchist, you know, so like um, libertarian socialist type. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, he has an epic beard as you do as well. And if you wore a boot, a rubber boot on your head. Uh, upside okay. down, then you'd be uh, a dead ringer. Go. And you also have to wear like uh, a, a leopard print or suit with like fifteen American t- uh, flag ties. Okay, that's uh, and that's the complete costume. And then you're ready to rock. Everyone that might be more than I'm, uh, I'm. I'm, yeah, but like, you know. <laughs> it's commitment to the cause, Captain. But yeah, this is. Uh, uh, there's the Burt's Bees. Guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, you definitely. Oh, do. Wow. You, guys, you, you guys have seen the thing. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah, seen it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you look very much like Burt. Yeah, it's funny. His is more of like an one of those old like uh, railroad engineer caps. But my, with the flop, I was like, Bees? I was wearing the floppy hat. I was taking a picture of myself actually having an old Rasputin. I thought I look. I see the Burt's Bees guy too. Burt Shavitz yeah. is his name. Mm. To make sure we oh. give him credit, the late Burt Shavitz. Oh, if I can double back on. Uh, mm. Before we, before yes. this becomes a huck up next week, it's not a huck up, but explanation. 
we were talking about pretty things. You mentioned that brewery and, and until you yeah. said it, I'd forgotten they existed. Uh, Cause we used to drink pretty things over at pony bar in the early days. Definitely, Yeah. And pretty things, they called it the, uh, they called it the pretty things project. Oh, and, uh, they called it a project for a reason. And they said all projects end. And so they just, they stopped brewing, uh, in 20, uh, 2015. Okay. They were wow. saying the project is over. Wow. And, That's cool. Uh, <laughs> I like that. It's, it is very cool. Like they weren't like trying to, they're, they're, they weren't, they didn't have some long-term business plan. They were like, this is a project we're working on. It was pretty successful uh, out of uh, the Boston area. And then they said, okay, we're, 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 we're not doing that anymore. Hell yeah. Very, I think that, uh, very Chris Scully. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a great way to frame it, you know? Cause like uh, people complain about how communes always fail and I'm always just like, <laughs> if they worked at all for any period of time, then they succeeded. Mm-hmm. And if they ended, like, do we judge all relationships that way? Like well, yeah, no, I, I, but actually ends, a lot of people like, do. A, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. That's the thing. They refer to as something as a failed marriage. But I've always, I've, what? I think Dan, <laughs> but, but I've heard Dan, Dan Savage refer to it yeah. in a similar way. Like every relationship succeeds until it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, and, it, it, and, yeah. the marriage was, it was a good marriage and then it wasn't. And that's why it ended. <laughs> Well, they yeah, say nothing lasts like, forever, but what makes, but what makes, but what makes, but what makes love the exception? Right. It's not. I mean, the thing That's is, touching. I mean, the, Thank the, you, Andre. All, all relationships end in some way or another. Some people who are, if, if, if it's the, the best possible you can hope is it lasts until one of the people dies. Yeah, I guess. And that's pretty more. Because right that's there. still, that's still the relationship <laughs> ending. Uh, but even, but, yeah. but like, but there, yeah, there are plenty of relationships that just, they were good. And then yeah. they weren't. So then they weren't anymore. But at least we didn't grow apart. We just <laughs> died on one another. From, from, yeah, from, from at least not, we did not grow apart from pretty things. That's uh, well, that's we like, awesome. we, we remember the them pleasantly, not like, oh, that bitch left us. Yeah. We don't, we don't think about pretty things in those terms. They were best known for a beer called Jack Jack Door, Jack Door. Yep, Jack Door. Yep, I remember them. Yep, with the saison, the egg. Sale. Can yeah, you explain a farmhouse sale better than I can, Beer Wonder? Because I always have trouble with it. Um, I I've always been think reading about it. about it all the time. <laughs> Bottle yeah. conditioned. Bottle conditions. I always think about it as being something that uses a um, more of a wild yeast, sometimes made out of a mm-hmm. cool ship. Um, or they do uh, open air fermentation. Yeah. Open air fermentation. Yeah. Um, I think it goes back, if I'm not mistaken, to like ancient european traditions and it was usually like the christmas beer or late summer stuff and they were just kind of using mm. whatever grain they had left over right, um, right if we're dealing with it in, in an historic way but today i always think of it as funky and probably something that just used an ale that or a, a yeast that just kind of showed up somewhere nice okay yeah i was uh speaking with a historian I believe that's the title for this type of person, but uh, somebody who studies history and okay. uh, specifically sanitation in the medieval period. Okay. Oh. And, they were, and they were talking about how in cities, I think like, I want to say Brussels, and like Munich, a couple other places where like rivers ran through them. I don't mm-hmm. know if either of those cities have rivers, but the ones that did, people would like shit into the river mm-hmm. and they'd also oh, get their water nice. from the river and they'd wash in the river. And that like, all of the fecal coliforms and everything that existed in this water, which was the driving force of industry when they eventually had that. And before that, just like the source and um, 
like uh, disposal of like all source and waste water, um, they would still brew with that water. And that, that water, it's not something the, you want to be a closed loop. Yeah, not typically. No, it's not, not a good usually. idea. But back when they did do this, one of the things was the water from the river. Just you knew you couldn't drink because it would get you super sick. But people brewed with it, and apparently the like the yeast and the boiling process like sanitized right. the water to such an extent that like they could feed it to kids if it was. Um, uh, a light enough beer. So they do like a big beer, like a Doppelbach or something. And they'd, you know, do that on, in a big volume and put that in, in casks. And then instead of doing a sparge process for that beer, they'd sparge that and make like a 2% or like a two and a half or whatever was like the point where you weren't like giving kids a lot of brain damage, but you were right. also not yeah. giving them fecal coliforms in their water. And, and like, that was just that how, balance. Yeah, you got to thread that needle. It's a fine line. Um, it's a fine thread line. That needle. But yeah, uh, I, I heard from a historian that's studying European sanitation I was just, history. I was just reading about that today. That's where we get. Uh, that's uh, Saint Arnold is credited with a lot of. Uh, he's like a patron saint of beer. That uh, he's credited with doing that, like like saving people's lives yeah. through beer. And Saint Gabrinus as well is another one yes. that we uh, that we talk about. These uh, these Belgian innovators. Also oh, a yeah. delightful uh, bottle shop and bar in Brooklyn, which is still going strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Nice place. They didn't give me a job there, but, you know, whatever. Well, that was their loss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure as hell was. So now I know, I know we, 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 I feel like we might have uh, segued quickly into, uh, into the, into the, 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 the pores. Did we leave anything out with your origin story, Chris? Oh, I don't know. Anything, I mean, any other important chapters you think we need to I, revisit? I think there? you guys gotta like um, uh, mint me a name, right? Or do I come up with my Ooh. own? Well, well, I, guess, well, yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, I feel like we've all been taking notes on that one. I, I do want to touch. On, <laughs> well, I, Huck, I, I rely on you for these things. No, I, you um, guys have, t- have have taken the mantle now. So I know, um, but that's but too I much responsibility wanna... for me. Well, while we're mulling, I did want to just touch on like our week in beer because yes. oh yeah. Um, you know, we, we did have a fun adventure. Um, and Chris, the next time you are in the County of Kings, close to my undisclosed location, you'll need to join us at the new yeah, I would love um, to. Evil I would love Twin to. location. Yeah, I will, no, you, I will you, promise you, the next time I come into the city limits, I will give you both a call. Great. I think you, it's not it's not a it's like it's like a requirement at this point. So <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. venture. We have to anytime your ventures are enter this this re, this realm of the Birfender sphere. But we is, know, is New York nice. City? Did Charles like, know? I mean, did I should say? COVID? Did the beer baron know he would be so influential? Because we we have, the beer vendor sphere is is like it's <laughs> a go to now. For that us, is our new well, uh, he's word. a librarian. He he knows yeah. all the words. All Are the we good done words. with COVID. Well, that's a good that's a good question. We went to the Evil Twin uh, uh, last night, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, we we all walked in with wearing masks. You know, we have to wear them on the subway still. But Cuomo yep, yes. made some big announcement today. You probably know about more about that. Or yesterday that he's like, it's over. Today was <laughs> he removed all state uh, COVID. Forget uh, about it. It's over. <laughs> but unlike oh, Florida, he's forget not about all the sexual he, he, uh, harassment <laughs> stuff I did too. That's over too. He's yeah, still yeah, allowing yeah. businesses to go whatever kind of protocols that they need. That's true. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you got you guys showed up with your masks. I didn't. I uh, I got out of the subway and I, maybe it's because. I'm I'm on the subway for an hour before I get there, and I'm just more attuned to it. As oh. soon as I walk out, I can take it off. Oh, me too. Uh, so I got up, I took it off, and it's like a three tenths of a mile walk to get there. And I like I hovered outside the entrance, like 
what do the signs say? What are we allowed to do? Okay, this sign says, okay, this sign says that the bartenders don't need masks. One. And I look inside and no one is wearing it. was like, I guess I can just walk in without a mask. Mm-hmm. No one's going to ask it. for my credentials. And yeah, it was great. Yeah. And it's so Hell different yeah. from even just like two weeks ago. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. very yep. true. Yeah. What's yeah. it like? We're up going in through Troy? the same are we, thing. Are we, uh, uh, is it uh, suddenly the mask off? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And it makes me feel really self-conscious as like, you know, so I also do a podcast, right? And it also has a semi-global reach. Like most people who listen to it are like people in (laughs) Troy, right? Yeah, like the Beer Avengers. We are are, global. You're global. You you got got people listening from all over the world. Um, And this month, just Italy and UK and just a couple of people, but they're there. That's the globe. And parts unknown. I forgot forgot to say parts unknown because that's really the globe. That could be the aliens in outer space. (laughs) Yeah. As far as we know. Or it could be Utah. We don't know. (laughs) Isn't it like fucked up that like the rest of the world doesn't have vaccine access and like we are trying to like convince the chuds in our lives to like take the vaccine? Like it's so it's so weird. It's it's like you have a lot of chuds in your life so easily. It's like I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Uh, but like the, all right. So I'm an anarchist, right? Like I don't yeah. trust the state. I don't trust any organized power that isn't legitimate, you know, and like in hierarchy in general. And so I have understandings and sympathies with people who don't trust like a government mandated vaccine in various yeah. ways. But the other thing about it that you have to have on the other side of the hand that I just like don't get why people don't is that this virus is very real and it killed 600,000 of us. And like, you're going to end up vaccinated either way. You're either going to be vaccinated by getting this virus that might very well kill you, or you're going to get this vaccine by a two dose shot likely within the U S from CVS that more than half the country's gotten already like in terms of adult population. And like the most common thing is like you get some muscle soreness or like a headache for like a day. Yeah. And that comparing yeah. those two realities, it's like, obviously, do the thing that is is in your best interest. Um, but I also, uh, just for the real cranks that might be listening, to sympathize with the fact that it is very odd that we're going through a global microchip shortage while we are going through a vaccine rollout. I knew something was Just saying. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> I but, knew it. But yeah, it's just, it's so weird. Uh, so anyway, my sympathies go to the rest of the world. I hear they don't make them quite that small yet. <laughs> I, was one, I was wondering <laughs> why that spoon, I had my cereal spoon the other day. It leaned it against my head and it wouldn't come off. I was like, oh, yeah, I knew yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, did just you see the, right the one on John Oliver where she like kept it trying to make time. it stick and it would keep falling off? <laughs> yeah. Like, because nice. why is this sticking? It, it stick, yeah, no, I think it's Can anyone explain this? Yeah, uh, but but yeah, my, my feelings go out to the rest of the world, you know, like especially oh, yeah. India, especially like the places that are getting really ravaged by this right now. And like even in the places that had it already embedded in their culture of like mask hygiene as a public like um, uh, service. Like mm-hmm. I went to Japan for yeah, Japan, about 20 yeah. days. Yeah. And everybody was wearing masks like all the time, like not every single person, but like half. It was common. Like half of the people were wearing masks. This is pre-COVID. This is like before they had anything other than like their own history of respiratory illness, right? But like people as a social ethic, whenever they were sick, would wear masks. And if the government said everybody has to wear masks, it'd be like, of course. And it would be like 100% people using it. And even there, it's like breaking out to the point where people are, 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 you know, protesting the Olympics right now. 
They're like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't have Olympics right now. So anyway, no, I just feel really bad for the rest yeah. of the world because I'm out here partying. I'm doing body shots. I'm like, you know, just living my best life. And That's what uh, I was really every- waiting to do. I mean, it's a year and a half without <laughs> body shots. <laughs> but like everybody's maskless. Like I played a punk show last Saturday for a crowd of like 70 or 80 people. And that was overwhelming because I'm not that socialized yet. And yeah. it was just really intense. But at the same time, it's beautiful and everyone's loving it. And I'm just like, yeah. I just I just want this to be the case for everybody around the world like yesterday. Absolutely. And like it's so messed up that we have intellectual property rights and stuff um, that keep us from being able to like yeah, globally distribute patents. something. It's ridiculous. Yeah, especially because it's going to come back to bite us. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I've, I've gotten a little too used to staying inside. Yeah? Uh, that, that's where my reentry thing is being weird right now because like I want to go do stuff. But I also, unless I have something specific to do, I can still stay inside for days at a time. Yeah, well, I was like that before the the pandemic. Yeah, me me, me too. But like now, I like I I have everything I need in this house. I I, uh, part of the way I I sort of mentally rationalized it because I haven't I haven't worked in over a year uh, aside from this. This I mean this is this is this is hard work too. Hey, this is uh, anything <laughs> no, that no, occupies. The all producing, so yeah. <laughs> any, does, anything that work. occupies that your is time is an occupation. It's true. Uh, it's it's uh, even if you're not getting paid for it, this is this it's is true. something that I'm working at. Uh, but I, I I had myself thinking of it as like, okay, I'm in temporary retirement. This is this that's, that's a good way of year. doing it. Oh, like temporary retirement, and um, I'm I'm having a well, a few mental blocks is how to transition out of it. I'll get there. Mm. Come back. Hell but, yeah! What were you doing before COVID? What, like, uh, I, I worked Good at question. I worked at Statue of Liberty. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I did. Uh, like, I did a one person show out there, and it was interactive theater. And I think interactive awesome. theater is the last theater that will come back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just because it's it's especially as it's period based, so masks would be like the first first like big ana- like having a big anachronism on your face makes it very yeah. hard to pretend like you're from 1886. That's true. Unless, but, uh, well, when was the Spanish flu? Well, uh, first of all, we're not allowed to call it. We're not supposed to call it that yeah. anymore uh, because apparently. Oh yeah, sorry. What were you supposed to call it? What's the real name? The well, the nineteen called the nineteen eighteen flu. Nineteen eighteen flu. Nineteen eighteen flu. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not well, shaming the, you there. Then, I'm then not, I know I'm when that happened. I'm not virtue signaling. I'm just trying to help all of us get to the right word. Hey, and yeah, and I hear you. I hear you. Uh, How about uh, can we come back around now to oh to the naming the naming yeah yes. the naming very important very important I have some huckups uh, basically uh, you were right about Angry Orchard they were a creation of the of the Boston Beer Company okay yes I uh, should have trusted you on that Captain BBC I but I didn't really know what the fuck I was talking about I just assumed I only have one other one oh when I said Greenpoint Brewing had a great bottle selection I didn't make it clear that they have a uh, can and bottle selection from yes. all kinds of different oh, breweries, right. mm-hmm. mainly New York, but they have all the different New York breweries for sale in their brewery uh, yeah, as far as cans. Uh, it's yeah. not just Greenpoint cans. All right, there you go. That's it. All right, so now the naming. Uh, We're done hucked. Now I knew that. I know that uh, you are the you are the Moon Dog. Yep, I am the Moon Dog. Um, so that's a so possibility there. I, I, said, I like that. Uh, one that's something to work with. What I, yeah, I, you, I was you, thinking you could... the uh, the Blue Moon Dog. Fish head. <laughs> I, I, I'm down with that. Are I you jumping in head. to all the all the corporate ones here? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to, you're trying you to call shame it the, this uh, the, new uh, beer avenger? The anti-blue moon dog fish head. Ooh. 
the anti the anti blue, dog, blue moon dog blue moon fish dog head. fish head. The anti, yeah, I like it. I like being anti. That's right. you know well, mostly the anti. anti moon, yeah. The anti blue, blue moon, moon dogfish dog head Tifa. Tifa. Okay, Tifa. so the Tifa. So oh we yes, just, of course. We just do fa. So fa. Yeah. Anti. So it's anti called blue Antifa, moon Let's make dogfish head fa. Uh, why? why? I love why, it. Why, why are we anti, throwing dogfish head under the bus? I'm wondering. Because they're they're owned by the dog Boston Beer Company now. But the Boston Beer Company is still a, is still a micro. A B M D F compared to the macro, yeah. No, they're not. They're definitely not micro. I'm not trying to live my micro life. I'm trying to live my macro life. You know. Trying, wow. I'm trying to be. How about macro dog? Are you just you're just trying to start a fight with Hawk, aren't you? <laughs> That's moon. what you're macro going for dog. here. Here's here's because I, I was doing some research on this last weekend, and I know this is getting a little away from the naming thing, but I, I, I so like Sam Adams Boston Beer Company is like a billion dollar industry, a single billion dollar industry. Yes, right. Dogfish Head is about a tenth of that, even though they paid more than that to acquire them, and they're probably growing. Sure. Uh, Wow. But the next, when you compare that to the macros, they're in the tens of billions. Yeah. Like I think, the, so I think on I that wouldn't spectrum. wouldn't call them micro. I wouldn't call, yeah, you're right. Like I think, but I think it's. I'm, I'm like I, a Pico. But you I do think Pico, that if you. Like oh. Pico Chew. Pico. I, I feel I like if you're a smaller cute. brewery that is that is owned by, by or is, is in business with Boston, you're, you're, it's, it's almost like a macro um, or a micro umbrella. Maybe maybe the Sam Adams brand Ooh. itself isn't micro, but if micro you are owned by them, it's like I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, 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 until we hear some to the contrary, I really want to believe that a micro that merges with or is acquired by Boston Beer Company is a little more pure than someone who is acquired by InBev. Okay, fair. So how about this? Uh... This, this brew. Wow. I really you like dogfish head. You capitulated I, really fast there, Huck. <laughs> How about, I'm just uh, saying, is it's like a. It's weird that a billion dollar industry is still a captain, fraction so want of of like of the big boys. <laughs> that, that's uh, all I'm saying. You're absolutely right. Uh, how about uh, this brewery kills fascists? Oh, okay. I love that. Ooh, TBKF. I love that. TBKF. Yeah. TBKF. That there we go. I and, like that. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, and, and there's and there's two ways for fascists to die. In this way, um, it's non-actionable and parody satire because fascists can just stop being fascists. So oh. if you have an um, you know eliminate all fascists uh, pat m- morale patch on your empty plate carrier at a protest, that doesn't mean you're looking to murder every fascist. It might mean that you're looking to have a heart-to-heart conversation and convince them of the error of their ways. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I do want to say Cider Girl uh, Cider is, Girl's uh, got one. has, has a sec- suggestion. Um, B is for Brewer. Opposite V for Vendetta. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a thinker. I like that. Yeah. A thinker. Got a little bit of a Guy Fox kind of thing. Exactly. A little, I feel that. I feel that, actually. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Captain? Yeah, I, jump in. I, I'm just I'm, sort of riffing. I, I was, I was at one point. I was briefly saying because you were going with this machine kills fascists. Right. I was going with Beery Guthrie since wasn't wasn't it? Ooh, yeah, that wasn't, wasn't, Woody, wasn't Guthrie Woody Guthrie yes. the one who had the the, the, yes, the yes, guitar yes. that said guitar he was. Yes, he did. He this, was no, this machine kills fascists. Machine, right. yes, yeah, yeah. machine, I, I, yes. I'm 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 digging uh, 
I, I mean, you'd have it's this rare kills fascist, but I, I think you'd have to go by TBKF. TBKF is great. Oh, I like okay. it. It's easy, like it's TBK, easy to remember. TBKF, and then everyone has, you know, and, and if you're in the know, you understand what it stands for. <laughs> and right. then this what's cool about having fascists. an acronym TBK. like that is that you can come up with many stories for different audiences. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Tom Brady. I um, like that one. Yeah. TBKF? So uh, I, my brother, Pat, the artist that did the uh, Narragansett uh, deal with the skateboard, uh, he had a clubhouse uh, that used to be a junk shop. And before that, it was a flower shop uh, at 420 Pleasant Street. Pretty dope address in Worcester, right. Mass. In Worcester. And uh, it was called FYC. And yes. uh, and it stood for Fuck Yeah Center. But um, uh, like I, 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 I'm trying to remember what the, it was like. For your consideration, consideration. He came, yeah. yeah, he came came up with like so many other names. Whenever well, for your consideration is the first thing I think from. because that's that's what they actually put on the things where they're trying to get you to vote for stuff, right? For the oh, true, FYC. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fuck yeah center, which fuck was yeah this center. cool place. Like he, the the idea behind it, according to him, was that he'd keep the door open, and if people came in with like a project that inspired him to like help out with, he'd be like, fuck yeah, and he's just like, we need a center for that. We need to be able to like. We need a senator. Senator, fuck yeah! Short lived. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, it was a short lived project. Yeah, uh, exactly. It was like two years. I, I remember going yeah. in there. Yeah, it was a cool spot. I actually wiped yeah, out on a skateboard in there. there. <laughs> I was like, no more skateboarding in? for the for the, the, the huckster. <laughs> that was the last Skating's time I got so hard. A huckster. Have any of you guys other than uh, Mike skated in the in the past? Not really. No, just like it's, as a it's, little kid, teenager, preteen. Yeah, it, it's one of those this, like passions that are exclusively for badasses. Yes, like you have to be so fucking tough to like just eat it over and over and mm-hmm. over and over, and mm-hmm. you get up on your wheelie board and just do it again. <laughs> like that is tougher than I am. Gotta say, Cider uh, Girl's got another one. The Disruptor. Ooh, the Disruptor. That's a yeah, one. yeah. I like I that. What the beer is, but what do we do with beer? We, uh, mm. when you, yeah, when that you was why it. I started going with beery Guthrie or Hoppy Guthrie or, uh, Hoppy Guthrie. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I do like the acronym, uh, TBKF. 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 Well, and of TBKF, course, if, if we do uh, go with that, at some point or another, we've got to get him at OFYMD. <laughs> OFYMD. Yeah, my dude. This was, uh, yeah, this was, uh, this was a beer <laughs> from Evil Twin. Uh, they, they're very coy about what it stands for. Uh, and I saw a few suggestions, but the one that I saw most significantly was, uh, Oh fuck. Yeah. My dude. Oh fuck. Yeah. My dude. Oh, fuck yeah, my dude. Right. It's like uh, right. fuck yeah. Worcester. Exactly. Fuck, you, yeah. fuck yeah. And center. Sorry. So, so can I we weigh can in on all these yeah. options? And, yes. And well, you, you, you will it be the your decision. Votes. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go with TBKF and y'all can, uh, you know, just call me KF for short. And okay. that's, as that's the most important part. So, that's the fascists. Well, TBKF. Exactly. TBKF. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. It really We've, has. Yeah. Then yeah. educational. I'm sorry for that weird little hiccup. It's going to be a fun. It's been enlightening. Fun, fun, fun treat for me to figure out how to glue that shit together. Ah, just oh, you'll figure it out. You're probably going it. I will. And I probably shouldn't have said it because whoever's listening to this doesn't know what happened. They have no. So, problem. hey, there's a rabbit hole for you. But if, they, if they'd like to find out what happened, how could they get in touch with us, Captain? Good oh, point. well, they could just email us at thebeervengers at gmail.com. Uh, that, that, that's, that's the most direct way. I mean, you can, you can, what do they call it? The, the DM on the 
S. You could slide uh, into our DMs. Sliding yeah. into the DMs. Yeah, I think yes. at one point I said slip into the DMs, and you corrected me. That was wrong. No, oh, that was crazy. You don't want to slip. You want to slide into the DMs. Yes, that's on the uh, on the Instagram. You slip on the into Facebook, something more comfortable. On the Twitter, uh, all <laughs> that's three after of which. The DM. Yes, after the whatever you do, all three of those things I just mentioned: uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at the Beer Avengers, uh, the at symbol, not the word at. Uh, and uh, you can find all of our poor picks and all of our streaming archive, as well as the blog entries from seven years ago at thebeervengers.com. That's your. If you really your, want to delve into the beer Avengers. Every, yeah, if you want to, if you want to speak into rabbit holes, yeah, that's a that's a thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, you can uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Um, but you put the Beer Avengers into what you're listening. You know how to find us. Why am I saying any more of this? <laughs> anyway, we, how can we, we we're listen very to glad... um, Ironweeds? Uh, yes. Uh... Same oh, thing. yes, definitely. Yeah. Ironweeds you... also a part of the Podbean network, right? Yeah, Podbean yeah. is where we publish. You can find That's it That's where anywhere. we do it too. You know, Spotify, <clears throat> all, all the good places you find your fine podcasts such as beer yeah, if you want to get out there yeah. in kf check out the kf on <laughs> on uh iron weeds very cool yeah show. i, I, I should also say your 100th show this it, week right yeah we just rec- we just published it actually today oh wonderful. so um yep so we recorded it on sunday and then we uh actually have a patreon as well uh, where we oh. uh, uh talked about and in maybe after we finish recording i want to get your you guys's input on this um the bo burnham special inside we, I was just, I just brought that I know up. The last captain night. watched it. I yeah, we, I, I, we can talk about. Yes, we should talk about. It. I, 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 yeah. I recommend it. I, uh, it's maybe it touched me for some. in, a, maybe, in yeah. a way that I, I was not expecting. <laughs> me too. To be touched. But I also, I, I also retrospectively, it was consensual. So I immediately I feel... was hesitant to recommend it because I think it might be too much for some people. Some yeah, people I mean, in the room with me right now. Or... <laughs> well, I, no, I'm just saying it's just like if you don't want to. If you're like, I don't want to think about that right now. Right, right. You know, that kind of, that kind of thing. Like, I don't, I don't want to be reminded of like, oh, wow, this is exactly what I was going through last, last year. If you don't want to have that feeling, don't watch it right now. If you're in a mood where you don't (laughs) want to do that. That that was all I was saying. It it is really, really good. Uh, But it's also, it's an investment. It's an emotional investment. (laughs) So uh, if you want to hear our after show, after podcast, (laughs) podcast, uh, you can listen to that in your imagination. Yes. yes. Uh, or, or maybe, because maybe that's, don't have a or Patreon, maybe that's what we're yes. talking about once we uh, hit, hit. You guys got to get on the Patreon. Yes, we we we, we welcome any. Hey, bro, we're not that. in it for the money, okay? <laughs> no, but, we're but in it for the. Got to monetize this content. We're, we're not you, in it for it, but if that happens, that's still okay. <laughs> this is a this is for the people. So okay? mixed message here. All right, yeah, uh, yeah. Jamie Diamond. <laughs> You know what? You so, know what, uh, Huck? I think you may need to just play us out at this point. I, well, I actually, I, but before, I, something has to happen I'll, I'll before we more. do. There's more. I, no, there's just all, no. All I was saying is like, uh, hey, uh, TKB two oh, right. or what? What did we say? Uh, TKF or just KF or whatever you want that to stand for. It's been wonderful having you on the show. We really appreciate your time. It's really been wonderful being on this podcast. It's a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. And and come back anytime. Oh, good point. I'm Left sorry. That's, that's true. All, yeah, yeah. Right. come on. <laughs> I know. It, we're not being very polite. I mean, I mean it sincerely. I didn't say it because just I thought I had, I, I, I stopped you because I needed to say it. If this was yeah. completely organic and not a staple that we do with every single guest who ever comes on the show, whether we Thank need it or much. not. I'm but honored. I meant it this time. Happy to be and I me have me. every other time. Oh, boy, yeah. He's, you know what? Beer, Beer Wonder's right. Play us out, Huck. Just play us out. <laughs> 
Oh, with a beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers, beer, 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 beer Avengers. We're the beer Avengers.